feel better. I promise. 2.15, we can get back to it. The Graph next on ESPN New Orleans. Water safety tips from Riley John's Blue Boot Foundation. One, always designate a water watcher when children are in and around water. Two, wear your life jacket when on a boat or near open water. Three, remove toys from swimming pools when not in use. Four, empty all blow-up pools and buckets of water when not in use as children can drown in as little as two inches of water. Five, check the water first if a child goes missing. Six, stay off and away from the rock jetties. And number seven, swimming lessons can reduce drownings by 88%. Learn to swim. Ray Maliazzi here for eBay Motors. You're driving along and some nimrod cuts you off. You hit the horn. (laughs) Jeez, it sounds like a goose in distress. Time to head over to eBay Motors. They have horns for every make and model, not to mention horn pads, steering wheels, wiring, and more. 122 million parts. You can even go for an upgrade. (laughs) Looks like Mr. Cutoff Man needs a new seat cover. Try eBay Motors, pal. Get the right parts at the right prices. eBay Motors. Let's ride. This message sponsored by the Louisiana Workforce Commission. Our focus is to get you back to work, Louisiana. I'm Sine Villavaso. Come into our office. We have the resources and services you need. The people who work here have the passion to do the work. One thing we want them to know is that they matter. There is a great need here in the city of New Orleans. One of the things that we're trying to do here is provide opportunities. We're ready to get the citizens of New Orleans back to work. Find out how the Louisiana Workforce Commission can help you at laworks.net. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. He has not put lotion. Yeah. And we've been here for two hours. You know, growing up poor, man, it's a different story. My mom would get the cooking oil. Oh, Lord. I know. Not. Hey, man, not. You inflammable? She would get the, the normal Crisco thing and put it on me and I go off to school. Face just shining. <laughs> Your rap name is Little Crisco. <laughs> G.J. and Max. Mornings on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app. You're listening to ESPN 100.3 FM, KLRZ, La Rose, New Orleans, and the River Region. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. Local sports, national sports. The G-Cat is on it. Oh, you made a wise choice, my friend. Now, settle up for a tall glass of sports talk. Here's the Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengill. 800-998-1003. As the way to chime into the conversation at 2.15, we'll open up the shrink hotline. And allow, allow you to let it all out. Underneath. And touchdown, Rashad White. Yeah. Tight. Three seconds to go, and uh, yeah, 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 I game. Um, can't confirm or deny that this was probably going on at the same time. Boo! <laughs> talk, talk. You know, maybe this could apply in case for the Saints as in well. In case of emergency, <laughs> break glass and bring in number one. I promise you're going to get to the Pels, but I'm just thinking 31 fourth and one. Could you imagine Zion being given the football to try to get a yard? I'm going to I'm going to say he might get the yard. What do you think? I mean with pads on, <laughs> uh, it, it, it'd be pretty tough. 
It'd be pretty tough to stop at about 275 like a freight train. But yeah, well, I tell man, you what. Gus, you, had, you had to play that. It was such a, it was such a good weekend. <laughs> well, I, had, I had such a good weekend. It was. It was and, a good uh, weekend. And I'm going to go back to it yeah. because I already had a phone call. I don't know if you heard a caller say that. They don't even want Saints players to go near the Pelican facility oh, right now. <laughs> the way the team is playing, because Todd, thanks to this, McCollum posted up Billy left of the lane. Up top, Jose, straightaway three. Number eight for Alvarado. And that was deep. Dude, they're a half game back going into tonight's action. Tomorrow they'll get back on the court against Detroit. We'll get to that as well, but... It's not bad sitting here December 6th, one half game back of first place in the Western Conference. Yeah, I, you know, I always go back and forth with Jim Eichenhofer. does such a great job on Pelicans.com. I'm like, Jim, I'm not looking at the standings. I'm not looking at the standings until we're, we're in January. I'm not, I mean, but you can't help it now. Mm-hmm. Um, you just can't. And then, you know, watching last night, watch Dallas just dismantle Phoenix. I mean, it wasn't even a game. Uh, I'm like, Whoa, that that's going to get us a little bit closer here. So, yeah, I mean, hey, I guess it's it's never too soon to start scoreboard watching, uh, especially when you're in the position that the Pelicans are literally the hottest team in the NBA. Who'd have thunk it? And I bring that up, Todd, because we kind of are and have to from this aspect of it. You, you just mentioned it. I mean, two games ago, Devin Booker had 51 points. Next night, they lose. It's just... That's that's the NBA right now. You you savor every single win, and that's why when you hear Coach Malone say, "Hey, they're they're tough matchup wise," that was the point that I brought up to you in the, in the post game. I'm starting to see this team being a team that now th- I, I'm saying who you know it's going to be tough to beat them four times because of the different styles they can play, and they still haven't even played with their five starters. No, that's a great point, and you know when you get into into the situation where you are now, and obviously, you know, playoffs are, are a minimum goal right now. I think the goal is to be top four, um, and I think it's, you know, looking more and more realistic. I mean, look, you got a really tough stretch coming up. Uh, we'll get into that in a little bit, I'm sure. But, no, I mean, you, you just you got to just put your head down and come to work each and every night uh, because you never know when there's going to be a little hiccup. Um, but, you know, Gus, when you play that – clip and you hear the crowd reaction after Jose's A three. Now just thinking about it, the Pelicans are nine and three at home this year. It has become a legitimate home court advantage. And just think of the three losses, Gus. You lost to Utah in the the home opener when you lose three starters in a quarter right. and a half and you lose in overtime. You lose to Portland, which was the second game of a back to back when you were literally so exhausted you couldn't even make a shot and after that long road trip and then you lose to boston who's the best team in the nba those are the three home losses this year you've taken care of business uh in your building which is something again this is my fourth year we have not had a home court advantage i mean sure there have been nights where there have been sellouts and and stuff like that but but it really hadn't made a difference i i think the fans have really become begun to make a difference with this team mm-hmm. and the players are starting to feed off the energy in the building. And it's just, it's a beautiful thing to say. I'm glad you brought that up. Cause that's the thing that really stood out to me 
And I had a brief moment because, you know, little man got to go to his first game. So I, I'm next to you for that crucial little part in that fourth quarter. And, and Todd, it was funny. I was trying to, you know, film some video of the of Alvarado and, and the crowd. And I couldn't see the court because everyone's standing up with their hands everywhere. And it, it felt like a playoff atmosphere. But the pop that the arena and the energy that happened when the third quarter started and this took place. Zion had a steam. Kick it out to Billy. Extra pass Trey. Drives to the rack. And will slam it in over the MVP. That's one. Now Murray. Backs off. Got it to Trey. Fly by on Char Char. Back to the rack. Tomahawk dunk number. Dude, listen to the crowd, right? I mean, well, you oh. were there. You saw it. I mean, it's just, it's incredible, though. Like, it's, <laughs> they love this team, man. No, it's, yeah. And it's, you know, it's slowly but surely. I mean, I, look, we've, we've already had at least five, six sellouts. Uh, this season, it's starting to become a little bit of an event uh, to be in the building each and every night. And, you know, with the way the schedule's set up, it just seems that they're rolling in opponent after opponent after opponent that that fans are going to want to see as well. But now, in in years past, you were going in to see the stars of the other team. Now you've got those guys on your own team. Yeah, and it's uh, it's pretty it's pretty awesome. So Phoenix is Friday and Sunday. You know, I w- I'm ready to look ahead to that. Don't that do said, it. I know. Don't do it. Willie Green and everybody else said, you, you have to, CJ McCollum said, you, you got to pay attention to Detroit. Look, I, that's the game that I called in the preseason filling in for you when your brother went into the Tulane Sports Hall right. of Fame. And I remember in the game notes, they were saying they were so bad at shooting the three. Last year, this year, they went out and made a, a key you know, effort to try to do that. Teams like Detroit, you're going to look at the record and go, that's a win. But what I guess a lot of fans that I'm trying to bring up, and you can kind of back me up on this, is those guys are just going to be launching threes until they can't launch them anymore. If they have a night where two guys are hot, you're in a ball game. Yeah, and look, they got our old pal uh, Boyan Bogdanovich. Remember him from the Utah Jazz who, uh, <laughs> who used to just light us up? Uh-huh. Uh, well, he's now a member of the Pistons. They traded for him uh, in the offseason, and that guy could hit seven, eight, nine threes in a game at the snap of a finger. Gus, I don't know for the life of me how Detroit is has six wins. They're 6-19. and 19. But, Gus, listen to who they've beaten. They've beaten Golden State. They've beaten Oklahoma City. They've beaten Orlando. They've beaten Dallas. But here's the kicker. Thus, they they were on a stretch where they lost seven games in a row. And they did what I think is one of the most <laughs> – it's not impossible because it happened. But, Gus, they beat Denver and Utah on the road right. in a back-to-back yeah. after they had lost seven in a row. Now, those two arenas are really difficult to play in. They're at altitude – the crowd is completely in it, and to beat those two teams in back-to-back nights mm-hmm. is that—that's a feat that you do not see, if at all, in the NBA. So, if you think you're going to roll the ball out tomorrow night and beat the Pistons, think again. Now, you do have a little bit of an advantage because they're in Miami tonight, so they're on the second of a back-to-back, um, which which is good. So we'll see. But no, you got to come out each and every night. You cannot look past Detroit. 
because of what's coming up this weekend, and this weekend is going to be a lot of fun. But and especially take care of business, right? Especially because you're half game back, and we just opened up this right. segment, Todd. With every win is so important because of the West, and it's jumbled up. And the fact you've been able to do that eight and ten, eight and two stretch, and what you two, three and zero, oh, this next set of three. That's why this is so important to be able to do that. And look, I thought it was interesting that Willie Green said that he absolutely was looking at that game against Denver as a, as a bit of a barometer. When you take a look around the West, and I know some other teams are starting to play better, the Lakers and some others are slipping like the Jazz, but we've pretty much played everybody that I can think of, right? Minnesota, I think Sacramento have been yet to come over in the West. But just overall, I, I, I'm starting to feel the Pels can compete at the very least, with all these teams. We know what's coming Friday and Sunday. The Pelicans don't fear Phoenix. The fans can't wait. You know what I mean? So right. I I feel we can at least compete with them. And you saw that last year with a not-so-good team uh, to where they are right now. Where do you think this Pels team realistically is in December? Um, look, you're, you're, we're still trying to get better. I mean, we're, we haven't peaked yet. I mean, like you said, I mean, we've, we've been doing this without two of our starters, which is, again, even more amazing. Uh, Herb Jones and, and Brandon Ingram haven't played in a while now, and the Pelicans continue to win. But if you look at the standings, you know, Memphis has moved up to third now. Um, Memphis is going to be tough. They're just going to be tough. We have not played Sacramento yet, who probably is the surprise team of the season. Uh, already beaten the Clippers. We saw Portland at home, and again, that was just that was the exhausted game. Uh, but they've started out well. We saw Utah. Lost in overtime. We're going to be in Salt Lake City next week, Gus, for two games. So that's going to be difficult. Golden State, I mean, we've seen it, but we really haven't because they haven't played their guys uh, both times that, that we've played them. That's a good uh, point. Lakers, I, yeah, <laughs> Lakers I'd rather not discuss, mm-hmm. um, even though they are playing better because, you know, Anthony Davis has decided, hey, I, I'm a post player. I don't have to jack up 25 threes a game. I don't want to get your blood boiling, but you get my drip, Gus. It, it's look, we're in the mix. We're going to be in the mix. We just we got a really really solid team, and you just hope, you know, we keep winning as many games as, as we can to, to stay near the top of the standings and get that first round at home. Hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, look, Devin Booker was what Western Conference Player of the Month. AD's Western Conference Player of the Week. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, it is what it is. And, again, we've had some tremendous performances by some of your Pelicans yeah. I players. Think, I think Chris Paul, too, has been out about a month. I think he's coming back this weekend, too, of course. But he's picking his spots. Uh, just picking his spots. Well, now, they're on a back-to-back, too. Uh, they play in Houston on Thursday night and okay. then here Friday. I'm talking about Phoenix. So, we'll see uh, how they – how if Chris Paul comes back, because he's day-to-day right now, um, how they choose to use him this weekend. I would think – that uh, they would believe they can beat Houston without Chris Paul and then uh, break him out the next night uh, back at home, where, of course, the last time he was in this building, decided to go 14 for 14 uh, in game six, not miss a shot, and uh, obviously they eliminated this that, that day. So. There you go. Nice we'll see what fun. happens. Let's worry about Detroit first. Yeah, no doubt. That will be tomorrow night. And um, in the meantime, though, Todd, I'm, I will ask you about football, but I'm going to ask you of the winning kind. That is the Tulane yeah. Green Wave. You were there on Saturday. You just heard from Coach Fritz again. He didn't have to do it. He's recruiting. Um, it was it was cool to hear him talk about all the, the the moments there. But you know, I mean, we we've done this so long. I mean, his 
when he started, right? You were still there. I remember I mean, the the Tulsa game. That's all I'm going to say. You remember I mean, yep. the the photo. Yep. Um, look, people don't realize how hard it, it it's been for him to to get to that point. Huh? And then you had that week of is he going? Is he not? And then for them to come out and play the way they did Saturday, dude. I I guess you still don't want anyone to pinch you, huh? No, it's look. Uh, I mean, obviously, I've been around that school for a very, very long time, more than half my life. And just to see the environment on campus that day, walking around, you know, everybody who I'm talking to, we're going, can you believe this? Can you absolutely believe it's, it's just, it's mind blowing to think that where you were a year ago and now we're walking around campus going, we're hosting the conference championship game. I, it, it, it was just it was an incredible day, and then to go in the stadium and to get in my spot where I was sitting and to see the entire student section already filled before half the people had even gone in the stadium, that's one thing. But the other one, Gus, is that on third down, to look to my left and see the Glazer Club, the Westfelt Terrace, everybody on their feet. You know, on a third down defensive play, I'm going, this this is not real. This can't be happening. I mean, Gus, you, you've been there. I mean, you could have shot a bazooka at games time and, and, and not hit anybody uh, in the student section or, or in, in various parts of the stadium. There wasn't a seat to be had that day other than the UCF section, um, a, you know, a couple of rows. But other than that, that was as, that, <laughs> that's the best environment that that campus has seen since December 1st, 1973. And I've, and I've, you know, talked to Steve Barrios about it. And of course, that was the first time that Tulane had beaten LSU in 25 years. And there were 86,000 people at old Tulane Stadium and nobody wanted to go home. <laughs> um, that, that was really the, the, <laughs> that was the vibe after the game the other night. I mean, it was just like, you just sit back and you soak it in. And, uh, Tulane University is in the Cotton Bowl. I mean, say that one three or four times and, and try to believe it. It's just what an unreal year, what an unreal year. And um, hats off to the coach, coach, coach Fritz, the staff and those players, man. I mean, they manifested it very early on and it, and it came to pass. And, you know, years like that happen very, very rarely. I was very fortunate to be with the 98 team, you know, all year long uh, as the sideline guy back then, Ken Burklaut was the voice of the way back then, but, just to be around those guys each and every day and and uh, to see this now happening in 2022. And these guys have laid out their own legacy now. You know, it's not just 1998, it's 2022. And uh, they deserve all of it. They really do. Yep, it'll be up there somewhere at Yulman Stadium, the championship flag and then the mention of it. And, you know, Todd, the other thing, too, is with, with the playoff, you know, coming in 2024, like it's a done deal, it's coming Tulane has a path now to at least be invited to the big boys and have a shot. You could have never said that. We've seen American Conference champions go undefeated and finally last year since he got in. But, you know, you have a shot. And I, I was kind of geeked out earlier in the year, you know, with the season, if it ends today, you see Tulane at, would be at Ohio State, Tulane at Michigan, Tulane at USC. Well, here's the Cotton Bowl you're going to take on USC. And if they can continue yep. the success and win conference championships – they will be in the college football playoff yeah. in two years. I mean, that's, and not only that, yeah. no, Gus, you're right. You're right. And I thought it's just interesting that Coach Fritz is out on the road recruiting <laughs> because 
I think Tulane in the last, what, month has gotten more free publicity <laughs> than they could possibly have. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it. You go back to the SMU game, which was a Thursday night game. You had the NFL game on the other side, but it was a standalone game on ESPN, and you blew doors off of SMU. And then the next two, and that was a home game, the next two games were on ABC. You beat Cincinnati on the road, and then, of course, what happened on Saturday, and everyone's watching the game going, wow, that looks like a fun place to go play football. You know, and plus it's a, it's a tremendous school. But, I mean, you got a packed stadium on ABC, and the students rush the field at the end of the game. And if you're a recruit, you're going, wow, um, that could be <laughs> – that's a, that's a viable option. Then, of course, you, you see players like Michael Pratt and Tajay Spears and Nick Anderson and, and Dorian Williams. I mean, these guys are, these guys are NFL-caliber players. So, um, uh, again, I, <laughs> I, I would like to beat Coach Fritz on the road recruiting this week <laughs> uh, because you've got a lot to sell, man. I mean, just, uh, just <laughs> think about the last month. Yeah. and all the national television appearances that Tulane had, and they came through in all of them. Yeah, no doubt. Can you confirm or deny this was you yesterday? Boo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. Uh, That's all the time we have for Todd yeah. <laughs> let's, let's Let's end the segment on a happy note, please. Thank you. There he goes, ladies and gentlemen, the graph voice of your New Orleans Pelicans. As uh, as always, we appreciate the time Pels will take on the Pistons tomorrow. We'll have a lot more about that when we get to Wednesday. Phone lines are open. The doctor is in. 800-998-1003. That's here at Saints fans. It's the Sports Hangover in ESPN New Orleans. Hi, I'm Chad Boudreau, owner-president of Joe's Septic Contractors. One of the real joys of the holiday season is the opportunity to say thank you and to wish everyone a happy holiday and new year filled with wealth, happiness, and prosperity. From the staff of Joe's Septic and the entire Boudreau family. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become a part of something bigger and join the team. We're currently hiring for drivers, warehousemen, riggers, crane operators, and forklift operators to work out of Port Fouchon. So apply now at danos.com or call 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Delivery trucks rush all over town and sometimes cause king-size accidents. The King Firm has trial attorneys experienced at handling crashes involving delivery trucks. They can help fight for your medical bills, lost wages, and pain and suffering. Get the royal treatment you deserve when you ring the King. If you've been injured in a delivery truck accident, ring the King at 909-KING. LA 20-11134. Come on, what is this? What are you for? Pick up the phone. We want you to be on the show. Now back to the Sports Hangover with Gus Katten. 800-998-1003. West Bank Rick, thank you for giving us a call, sir. How are you? Hey, Gus. What's happening? Uh, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not up six. I already told you. Uh, let's see. I think he might be one in ten as the starter. Uh, 
and he hasn't won on a prime time. I mean, there was a lot of little things. I mean, he did good today, but I mean, the other day, but I, he still threw a ball in somebody's face again. Oh, come on. <laughs> you can't be blaming Andy for that loss. Man, I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna well, say it like guess, I'm not playing with Andy. He, for I, guess, I guess he could have audible. I, I look at it like this: Don't take it while driving. <laughs> That's all I can say about Andy. Don't take it while driving. Might put you to sleep. <laughs> but uh, I would still call and talk about the pal. Have at it, bro. Oh, uh, so this month. Um, I just was listening to the graph. He's right. This is to me. I would think this would be our challenge month. Uh, we got a lot of difficult games coming up, and none of them not going to be easy. Even if we are playing Detroit or the Spurs, uh, those teams come out because they have youth in they um on their team. And my biggest doubt thing about our uh, the Pelicans were that uh when we playing against athletic um basketball players that's really quick and long and lengthy, we have a little problem with keeping up or trying to slow them down or figure out what they're doing, like Indiana and uh, Utah. So I'm hoping that, you know, being that we have, well, I say this, Zion has came into his own, not that he reached his peak, but he's starting to feel it a little more. So has everybody else on the team, it just feel more relaxed when they're playing in the game and that first quarter has always seemed like the, the little rough part in the game, but then later on in the second and third, they picked it up. And we haven't had any problems in the third quarter. I'm talking about slow. Um, the only thing I've been saying is uh, the offensive rebounds we've been giving up, and I, don't, I think we can do better on that part. Yep. Yep. Um, I, I think what you're seeing too, man, is this team kind of starting to – to, to find a, a, a way, no matter whatever the, that, that night's issue is, whether it's not having a starter, the threes aren't falling down, things of that nature. I mean, there were, there were a couple of games in this four game win streak where, you know, it was the, the famous Zion says bleep this and just takes over, right? Steal, dunk, steal, dunk, um, on that. And I, I am interested because look, three of the next six, I don't know. I guess the NBA really enjoyed that first round series last year. <laughs> and it could be a good thing by the time the the end of the season ends here. But not only do we have Phoenix Friday and Sunday, we got them again on Saturday, December 17th on the road. Three of the next six games are against the Suns. <laughs> and yeah. then you got the Jazz twice yeah. in Utah on December 13th and 15th. Then you come back home after that Suns game on the 17th, Monday, December 19th. Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks are in town. So yeah. that's that stretch, man. I mean, if you can at least go 500 split there, but dude, if you, look, I know it's early and you got them three of the next six. Can you, I, man, I don't want to be man, greedy. Give me two. Give me two of the three meetings against the Suns and you know, let's see what happens at the end of the year where those standings are. But I'd love two against the Suns. I'd love two. I can't stand Devin Booker. I mean, I, I can't, that team there, I mean, there's don't no forget, love lost. There's no love lost. Don't forget, Gus, I don't think they played with Zion against the Suns yet. I think you're right. 
I think you're right. I think Zion has Because uh, uh, in the playoff, he, they was up there begging for him to get in the game because they right. cleared him to play. Yeah. And they, and they was worried about his, uh, him getting tired while playing. Yeah, you're right. Uh, you know, Zion, whatever yeah, you're it right. Means. Zion has not played so, um, the Suns yet. Just the way this team is flowing, again, like I say, Tad is right. They have not reached a peak. We even played, what, 10 games with all of them on the floor? I mean, mm-hmm. you got, um, what you call him, reaching his 103, 104 game played, and he looked awesome. Just the way he moved, they, they're literally having four or five guys yeah. looking at him when the ball gets in his hand every time. And I, I find it remarkable that you just ignoring everybody else and just worrying about one player. I don't think we ever had that. You Even when Chris pay. Paul was here, yeah. you know, you had a couple of people watching. Mm-hmm. Got to make him pay. But yeah, make him pay I, when it happens, I just man. think it's going to be really loud. This is going to be a playoff month. I just want to let you know, this is going to be a playoff like run. I like it, West Bank. Greg, thank you for the phone call, man. Looking forward to chatting with you in the post game as well. Thank you, bud. All right, Pete. There he is. Ken, what you got for us here in the sports hangover? How are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you? How are you today? Doing well, man. Uh, I anticipate with great anticipation that we'll have a coaching change at the end of this season. Because uh, it needs to happen. Uh, I don't know if you're aware of this. I'm, I'm gonna share some light, mm-hmm. share something with you. Dennis Allen, his first year as head coach with the Raiders, 2012. They finished the season four and twelve. 2013. Guess what they finished the season with a record of? About along the along the lines of that same total. Four and twelve. <laughs> the third season, his third season, his last season, he made it to four games. Mm-hmm. They lost all four. They fired him. He's now head coach of the Saints. After eight games, the Saints record was four and eight. You take that four and eight. Add that to the four games he lost his last year at Oakland. Guess what his record is after 16 games? 4-12 again. So if there ever was a uh, a reason, uh, if there ever was a definition of a coach that's a loser, he's it. And he got the record to prove it. Now, last night was the first game after another 4-12 and NFL coaching uh, coaching leadership. So now we 0-1, working on the, next, on the next 16 games. There's no reason for this guy to get past this year. None whatsoever. And if they make, well, I, I don't, I don't logistically see why they would mm-hmm. uh, because Miss Benson did have the wherewithal to get rid of uh, Gundy after one year. And it just has to happen. It really does. He has created an atmosphere of losing. 
and that's it. You know, no doubt he's lost the, the locker room. I, I mean, there's no doubt about that. I'm just looking forward to the search for for a legitimate coach that we can move forward. Uh, if there ever was uh, any thoughts about did we make the that the Saints made the poor decision when they hired him? You know, they want to keep everything in place. That didn't work, and it can't work now. You know, he's the people that were questionable that questioned his ability to be a head coach. Those people that are on the roster right now, mm-hmm. they know the score. They know that. Tell you what, so man, I, I said at the beginning of the the show that I thought a loss like that is how you lose locker rooms, how you lose players, because I thought they actually played, you know, effort, energy, made plays. Yeah. Um, look, man, and, and look, and I get it. it. It's been what's hounded this team this season in players not making plays in terms of, you know, you think of that one Alave drop, that's points. That's at least probably a field goal and since a punt. Mm-hmm. Landry, that's a touchdown. I mean, these, it, it, what's, what's, what's hard to understand is these are guys that, you know, they're jersey sellers. I mean, they're, they're, they're your best players, but at the same time, <laughs> I, I think the staff let them down. And let me tell you something. Scott Kushner just tweeted this as well. Nick Underhill tweeted it as it was going on the, uh, Dennis Allen presser earlier today. It's his conference call. Mm-hmm. And, he said that they made a mistake throwing on third down to Callaway, that the sh- that he should have stepped in yes. and run the ball. And I mentioned earlier in the show that that would have been a good time to call timeout. The reason Ingram was there on the pass before and he was there, and they didn't run the ball because Ingram wasn't there because Kamara's helmet came off. Call a timeout. You know, mm-hmm. but it still doesn't mm-hmm. excuse this, the fact that you didn't have Landry, Alave on the field as well, but... For him to say that, as Scott Kushner, columnist, uh, just put out there, he said, if you read this from a really close distance, you can actually see Allen driving a bus over Pete Carmichael. It definitely looks like that's what that pivot was, right? I mean, it, it yeah, was. It's the first time, yeah. right? It's the first time he's publicly said, I'm not agreeing with that. But at the end of the time, you know, end of the day, you're the coach. And again, that happens. I, I'm sure that happens frequently where the coach yeah. hears the play call. He's like, well, I don't know. Call a timeout. Call a timeout. Make sure you got your personnel. Where's Kamara? His helmet went out. Call a timeout. He can come back in if you call a timeout. Yeah. You're 16 yeah, five minutes in the game. The, call a timeout. You can have done it. Yeah, one of the things they talk about is culture, but oh. most people use culture as a positive that this coach has a culture and it's throughout the locker room. But guess what? You can have a negative culture, too. Mm-hmm. You can have a losing culture, and that's what he brings. That's what he has brought to this organization, a losing culture. And they find a way to lose, and that's what losers do. They play well in certain aspects. They do positive things. But when it's time to win the game, as Magic Johnson says, that at some point during a game, irregardless of the sport, It becomes time to win the game. Yeah. They don't have that. Herm Edwards, you play to win the game. You play to win (laughs) the game. You don't win the game, you ain't did nothing. I hear you, man. See what I'm saying? That's what you get promoted on. That's what you get praised for. That's what gets you to the Super Bowl. In this case, that's what gets you to the playoffs. 
But if you got a poor culture, losing culture, and no doubt well, he has he has brought it in. We touched on it a little bit earlier in the show, man. Um, not even a calendar right, year, right? Here. February. Thank you for the phone call in February. Do you feel the perception of the Saints and how you feel? I mean, from a fan base standpoint, from a future standpoint, how much that's changed by the way this season's gone? Sports Hangover on ESPN New Orleans. If you've never been to a Rouse's Market during the holidays, we'd like to officially invite you. We're your fresh seafood market for your casseroles and dressings, your full-service butcher shop with Cajun specialties, your place to get your complete holiday dinner. Above all, we're a family-owned grocery store that supports our community so you can feel really good about shopping for your holiday meal without running around town to check off your list. The best stuff for the holidays is right here at Rouse's. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. Ah, thinking about gas mileage? If your check engine light is on, it may be affecting your MPGs. But the free AutoZone Fix Finder service can help. With the most complete free warning light report backed by technician verified fixes, you'll know what's affecting your gas mileage and more. And you don't have to drive too far to find the fix. The free AutoZone Fix Finder service is available at all 6200 stores. Get in AutoZone. See details at AutoZone.com. ESPN 100.3 and Penn Entertainment present Wanna Bet with the Professor Nick Harrison. Each week, the professor and his guests take a look at the best bets in sports and show you that it doesn't take a professional odds maker to win a mint. Plus, the show will be coming to you live from Boomtown Casino on the West Bank. You can join in the fun, get in on the action, and have a taste of the Big Easy with Nola Steak and Executive Chef Lewis Brown. Wanna Bet with the Professor Nick Harrison. Thursdays from 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. on ESPN 100.3 FM. ESPN New Orleans. Hi, this is Tessie with Southland Dodge. We are all so thankful for your continued support of our dealership. And we would like to wish everyone a safe and happy holiday season and also a great new year. From all of us at Southland Dodge in Homa, Louisiana. They say that once you give him control, he'll own your brain forever. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. Eight hundred nine nine eight one double zero three in the upper circle. Family car, right to hotline. At Sam Hoppin on Twitter. This tweeted bar graph. Brian sending me this. According to Ben Baldwin... Who's Ben Baldwin, Gus? Ben Baldwin works for The Athletic, contributor. And um, he has a fourth down model, right? How often teams go for it when they should in 2022 in terms of probability, final 30 seconds, things of that nature. So the Bills, Professor, number one, they've uh, they've done it a ton, okay? Um. The 70, over 70% go rate. They will go for it when they should. Your New Orleans Saints are at the absolute opposite end of that. As in zero. That fourth and one, bucks 44, zero. Just saying. When, when, when analytics say they should go for it, zero. I need to get the the sounder of, you know, like a bus backing up or something. 
You think you think Dennis Allen <laughs> drove the bus over B. Carmichael today? What do you think? Yeah, it stings. It sucks. No. Eight hundred nine nine eight one double zero three. If you like to chime in, here's Dennis Allen. Who was asked yesterday about the quarterback situation? Yeah, I, I don't think we go there right now. I mean, you know, we just lost a tough ass game, and so, um, you know, I, I thought I thought Andy actually played pretty pretty well in this game. So, I mean, who asked that question? I don't mean that to be ugly, but Andy Dalton didn't lose that game yesterday. I'd be more than happy to tell you if he lost, Brian. Would have called at 12.30 like he did and told you Andy Dalton lost that game. <laughs> Andy Dalton didn't lose that game. TA on the last two drives. Yeah, uh, you know, you know, the, the pass interference obviously was the, was the biggest play. Um, look, when, when you play Tom Brady, like, when you have a chance to put him away, you have to be able to put him away. And I felt like we missed some opportunities to put him away. He was asked if any plays stuck out in his mind about what led to this. When, when you don't, when you don't convert, you always look back and and you know wish you'd have done something different. Um, but yet, if we convert there, we're not, you know, we're not talking about it. So, yeah. Well, okay. Saying that that that's what that bite sounded like again there too, right? If we convert it, oh, here we go. This is, I got to play the appropriate bite though. The appropriate bite. Hold on. Let's see. Here oh yeah, the third and one play. Here we go. Well, yeah. Look, I mean, we had a, a pass play that was you know, really kind of initially designed for the fullback to fly on the other side. Probably had a shot to pull it from the X. Hindsight's 20. I wish we would run it. Mark Hurst's deal on the previous play, and so it came up a yard short. You know, which, that's frustrating. <clears throat> Not my fault. I don't call the plays. I'm sorry. I don't know. I have to. I have to. I have to. DA on finishing. Makes it tough because I felt like we, we, we had an opportunity really to win this game. Um, and we didn't, we didn't finish. We didn't get it done. We're aware. We saw it. It's, um, it was tough to watch. Tough to watch. And here's the other aspect of it I think is frustrating more than anything else. It's December 6th. I mean, the pass interference thing, man, that happens every time Tom Brady plays. That dude gets bailed out left and right. That's a play. That's a play. Go deep. I'm chunking it. We'll get a flag. I mean, that's a play. Upset. That's the Saints season. Balls have hit players in the face masks. Much less the hands and it don't make, that's the season. But yesterday, you were doing enough. 
And what was crazy about it is he, you, you were, you were sniffing it. You're like, what, what? No, that can't be. It was a familiar smell. No, it can't be. It's 16, 3, 13, 3. You, you had an unbelievable drive to end the third quarter and go into the fourth. You, that, that is not just the foot on the throat. That is the, <laughs> the, the little gif from the Simpsons, the bully, when he's pointing and laughing. You literally had the chance to do that to Tom Brady. Who was throwing temper tantrums per the commercial break. You settled for three. That's the game. We Yes, the other things were the game too. The third and one. I mean... You had two possessions... You could not only not get, you couldn't get a first down. You get a first down, you run off another minute, two minutes. They don't have the time. They score with three seconds. That's why so many people are upset about Mark Ingram. Well, he hurt himself. Well, where's Alvin Kamara? Here, hold on. Give me a second. I need to get in the driver's seat. Cause that's how I feel when I hear, well, you know, Tamara's helmet was off, so we, you know, Ingram was hurt earlier, and that, that's the only guy we had. Here. Hey, stand there for a second. I mean, seriously. Call a timeout. Why is he back in the game? Medically cleared. Okay, well, then if that's the case, then shame on him for going out of bounds. Now, he apologized today for Catherine Terrell. Says he's sick. Sick to his stomach. It's unbelievable. This isn't the professor or Gus Kattengill on a 10-day or called up from the practice squad. It's a first-round pick in Olave. And I'm not going to criticize him nearly as much because he actually made other plays. They didn't throw to him. He went on the field. He went on the field in critical moments in this game. Landry went on the field. He's an all-pro receiver. Nah, watch this. Got to play for the fullback. We got to play to either Callaway. Andy, you take your pick, baby. You want the fullback? They want Callaway. And I'm not crushing Marquez Callaway, but he's never been an all-pro receiver. He wasn't a first-round pick. If you're going to not have your first-round draft pick this upcoming season, then the guy you used it for better be on the darn field when you're trying to win a game that somehow miraculously would put you back into playoff contention. Nah. <laughs> nah. I'm going to go fullback Callaway on three. Double the holiday cheer. Fullback Callaway on three. What? Come on, man. I mean, that's, that's seriously. Fullback Callaway on three. I'm not crushing them. But seriously. If I'm, if my season's gonna come down to the end or the line or on the line or on the verge or whatever it is that you want to use, I am losing that game with the guys that people's buy their jersey. I, that, Look, you saw the pivot today. 
That wasn't unintentional. I don't think he's doing up. I, I, but he, that, that's a distance. That was a complete distance. At the end of the day, you got the headset of all headsets. It says HC on it. Rather you tell me the, the batteries went out on it. You were trying to call a timeout. At least lie to me. Final segment next on ESPN New Orleans. The holidays are the perfect time to announce your engagement. All your friends and family will be together. And every one of them is going to want to see your engagement ring. If you're going to do it, come to Ramsey's and do it right. Tell us what's hot, Lori. It's our updated Diamond Solitaire. Updated how? It's the classic Diamond Solitaire. A sparkling diamond on a simple gold band. Except it's not so simple anymore. Oh? It's covered in diamonds. A big diamond sitting on a band covered in diamonds? I like it. Everyone likes it. Give us prices. The updated solitaire band covered in diamonds starts at just $1,099. And the center stone? For less than $2,300, you can buy a three-quarter carat earth diamond or a one and a quarter carat created diamond. So your total price for the ring could be as little as $3,400. And we can go as big as you want to go. Ramsey's Diamond Jewelers is the largest diamond store in Louisiana on veterans between Bonneville and West End in Metairie. If you've never been to a Rouse's Market during the holidays, we'd like to officially invite you. We're your fresh seafood market for your casseroles and dressings, your full-service butcher shop with Cajun specialties, your place to get your complete holiday dinner. Above all, we're a family-owned grocery store that supports our community so you can feel really good about shopping for your holiday meal without running around town to check off your list. The best stuff for the holidays is right here at Rouse's. He's back. He's like this thing that wouldn't shut up. He's got his own catchphrase. He's the best invention since they started frosting Pop-Tarts. Now back to The Sports Hangover with Gus Kattengau. 800-998-1003. That is the Upper Cervical Family Chiropractic Hotline. Coming soon, new restrictions will be made on this phone line. Yeah, it stings. It sucks. Exactly. But, so far the policy is, if you call, I'll answer. <sighs> you know, it's remarkable how uh, apparently you must have been real busy yesterday. We didn't hear from you, Roy. Didn't hear from you at all yesterday, did we? Did we? Not at all. Not a peep. Not a chuckle. Not a laugh. Not a smirk. <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> oh, but, oh, but you've been holding on for 15 minutes today, my friend. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> What's going on, man? You know, what's going on? Got one more day to Pell's. That, that's 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 where yeah. I'm at. That's hey, right. hey, 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 that's all that y'all have, you know? Mm-hmm. But um, I know y'all not. I know uh, y'all better not make fun of no more Falcons, no more. No, I want to hit nothing about the twenty-eight to three anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that sixty to three with three minutes left, that was it. That was it. <sighs> That was it. Yeah, and, and you talk about, yeah, yesterday you didn't hear from me. Yeah, no, I was didn't hear from you. Know. Yeah, where were you? Yeah, to a, he didn't play bad, but he didn't <laughs> play great. Uh-huh. He uh, played yeah. in the middle. Mm. I mean, he still threw for almost 300 yards, I mean, uh, you know, but. Hold on, hold on. 
It was just, he was just off. You know, uh, Mr. Tyrone on set was a bad thing. Hey, you know what this music then, uh, is, by the way? Just while you're talking, so you know. It? Iowa what State's fight song, baby. The legend of Brock Purdy. The legend of Brock oh Purdy. God. He will go down in infamy as the quarterback that sliced you up. It was a fish fry on he, that side of the no, field. But a he, fish but fry. He, but he, no, you don't even know who Brock no, Purdy did. was. Stop it. No, he did. Googled he was him. Mr. E, he, he, nah, he was Mr. Relevant for number one. For number two is this. Brock Purdy played against our defense. He didn't play against Tua. So last I checked, last I checked, <laughs> I mean yeah, last and and your boy, your boy had over 140 yards. So Tyree had over 140 yards. I mean, it, Tua is entitled to have one bad game. All they do is roll That's out quarterbacks in Iowa State, NFL caliber quarterbacks. They just roll them out, <laughs> roll them out. <laughs> we still we still gonna finish 13 and four. Here we go. So relax. Yeah, y'all gonna finish out five and twelve. The only game I see y'all winning is next week. I mean, the week after when y'all well, play they can't, can't Guess what? They can't win or lose next week. It's yeah, but the game against Atlanta, I see y'all winning. That's it. Y'all really? not beating Philly. You think they're winning that close? Oh, no, be- Philly. Oh. 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 Philly might beat you by 30. Oh. <laughs> oh. That's- Let me tell you. The good thing about it is New Year's Day. There's a lot of college football on. You got... um you know, family meetings and gatherings, you're hung over from the night before. Like, there, there is a lot to make sure you don't, uh, what's the, sc- oh, okay, there's the score. I mean, like, that, uh, thank you to the NFL for putting that game on, on, uh, on New Year's Day. That's gonna be brutal. So, and y'all have to deal with watching the Dolphins in the next three weeks from time. What do you know, man? You know what? That's all the time we have from you. I'd rather I'd rather I'm hear how Philly's gonna beat us down. Nah, prime time. We we got prime time on Sunday night. Then another prime time on Saturday night, and prime time on Christmas. So prime time. You, you always uh you always send me the uh the bandwagon form. You know how to jump on another team's bandwagon? <laughs> Can you do that? But put a, an Eagles logo on it for that week. No. Yeah. No. no. Just for that week. No, for that week because I'm playing this all week, all week. <laughs> I'm playing Jalen Hurt sound. Mike's, uh, what's his name? Scariani. What's, I don't even know what's his name. Siriani. That's it. He'll be Scariani that week. <laughs> it's going to be a beating. Thursday. <laughs> huh? We're going to go 13 to 4. Philly, I see Philly, Mike. Philly going to probably lose the first round. Really? Oh, if by not. the way, the professor would like to ask you who's in first place in the division. That's only for one week. Yeah, but but, Man, who, I I know, it, but who's but who's in first place? Though? Just say it. It don't it don't matter. Say, it still don't matter. Say it. Last I checked, but but they have a bad division record. They haven't won division oh, game. Oh, oh, now no, I'm sorry. They won one. Now it's a bad they division. One. They won one. Sorry, they won one division game. They won one division game. I'm sorry. They won one division game, and now they got to play against the Jets again. Which Jets uh-huh. probably gonna beat them because Mike White is hot. Mike White is hot. He's very hot right now. So. And, and his quarterback, his so-called quarterback, Josh what, Allen, if, gives a turnover. If you get beat by Brock Purdy and Mike White, just, I mean, the names of names of college football, <laughs> you're never going to hear the end of it. I'm just letting you know. If Mike, Mike White, White slices you up. I don't want to hear he's playing well. Stop it. Nah, Mike, Mike White. Mike White, but Josh Allen has been giving away a turnover every week for the past mm, six to seven weeks. All right. 
I gotta he's go. A, he's a turnover machine. I, I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> I'm gotta just giving go. you facts. I gotta go pick up my kids. It's birthday, and I'm gonna get a birthday cake, and I'm gonna I'm gonna buy one just for me to eat in sorrow. Thank you, bud. Appreciate the phone call. There he goes, Miami Dolphins super fan. Thirteen and four. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> Don't you lose to the Mike White. I'm just saying. <laughs> just... <laughs> no, we play we play Justin Herbert this week, man. Oh, that's a loss too. Well, no, no. Actually, we no, need you not. to win this week. We need you to win this week. No, we need you to win this week. <laughs> I'm not rooting for you. I just need you to do what you need to do. That way the Chargers can lose another game, and Sean Payton will be the head coach of the Los Angeles. Yeah, Chargers. Sean Payton's going over there. That's it. Over That's there. all the time I got. There he goes. Thank you. It's the sports hangover. Coming up next, Matt Moscona, and after further review on ESPN New Orleans.